from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by NEMA and Sourced. And hello, friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo, and this is the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact. Today, I am joined in studio by a friend and fellow podcaster, Miss Lita Brooks Hayes. Good morning, Lita. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Of course. Welcome to the show. Lita is a um, multi-talented woman. Um, first and foremost, she's an entrepreneur, also an influencer, and an interior designer. And we'll get into all the wonderful things that she does um, for her community and her family and for a living here in just a minute. But I want to give you a moment, Lita, to tell our audience just a little bit about what you do. Sure. And that was the small gist of it. It's like, where do I even jump in? So I do wear many hats. Um, and I will start, I'm going to start with what you finished with the podcast. So I'm in a huge transition of my life. And we can unpack that a little bit more. So uh, last year at this time, I had three retail stores. Everything was under the name Status, Shops at Status, Status Home Design. Uh, my interior design firm was Status Design Studio. So all of this, I mean, it was, it was absolutely overwhelming. And through a series of challenging events, one of which was a fire that uh, uh, lightning hit one of my stores and it burned. And, and of course, that comes with all the challenges emotionally, financially. We lost all the merchandise, mm. um, you know, and rebuilding from that. Uh, so my, my platform has changed a little bit. But what came out of that was realizing that I was suffering from business burnout. And I, I didn't even know that I was. And we can unpack that more. So what I'm saying is there were all these entrepreneurial hats I had. Again, I had four LLCs under one roof uh, in Gwinnett County. I had a large, almost 13,000 square foot retail store. And so some of those LLCs are still going. I'm still selling merchandise. I have a new place to do that. I'm still doing my interior design firm. I have a place for that. But I've decided to switch gears rein it back in a little bit. I've switched a few of my values and my time perspective on this. And so the podcast that you mentioned, I said I would jump into that. It is Status Life with Lita. I am in my third season and I love it. I am a lifestyle blogger and podcaster. And so with that being said, I've always had a blog, but because when you run retail, it is all consuming. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is morning one of my stores was open seven days a week the other one was open five days a week again then the interior design firm I mean it was just absolutely overwhelming on top of being a mom on top of I was planning, planning a, wedding. a wedding I know all these things and so with taking the retail off of my plate the blog existed but I never I never got to do as much with it as I really wanted to. And so it's been, uh, right now we're at about 10 months since I made a huge transition. And I didn't realize I was in business burnout until some things came off of my plate. And I went, oh my God. And again, that's a whole nother topic. And I've podcasted about it a ton and I've had experts on. And it is a very, very, very real thing that I didn't even know existed. So anyway, we'll put a pin in that for just a second to say the pause that I had 
to get married, to decide that I love writing and I love freelance writing and I love podcasting and I'm going to tie all that together. And that is Status Life with Lita. So I am relaunching the blog. Uh, it is set to launch in a few weeks. So no matter who listens to this, you know, I know podcasts live forever. Uh, you can go to statuslifewithlita.com and hopefully it, it will be up and running. Yeah, as a full working lifestyle blog. Congratulations. I know that's a lot, right? And then you need, I need a jump off point. <laughs> well, for those of you who are curious about her uh, three seasons of podcasting, wherever you listen to your podcast, and I listen on iTunes, so it's super easy. Just type in status life with Lita and Lita is spelled L-E-T-A and enjoy her archived episodes. And then also make sure that you tune into her new and upcoming episodes as well. There's so much there. So, you know, I'm an interior designer by trade, so I've been doing that 23 years it's almost to the point where I don't want to say I can do it with my eyes closed, but because I've been doing it so long, I can visualize, I can see colors, I keep mm -hmm. up with the trends. I mean, that's just sort of the part of my business that uh, runs without me even having to run it just because I've been in that business for so long. Um, still taking on clients, you know, still doing work. I just wrapped up a huge country club last year. I did two restaurants and their golf, uh, their golf course clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big, big, big project uh, amongst everything, closing the retail stores and the fire and the wedding. I had this massive project going. So again, um, needed a much, much needed, uh, 10 month break. Right. So I'm, I'm looking forward to switching gears behind the blog and the podcast and the design firm. And that's still three huge things. Yes. In yes. addition to all the other balls that you jump Right? <laughs> for those um, who'd like to learn more about Lita and her passion for interior design and all the things that she shared, do check her out online. Lita, I want to kind of rewind a little bit and yes. kind of peel back the layers and maybe get a little personal if that's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, let's start with where you grew up. Absolutely. I'm actually from Michigan. Michigan. Yes, I'm not a Southerner, even though I've been here. We're taping in Georgia right. for whoever's listening. Uh, I was born in Lansing and I grew up in northern Michigan in Traverse City. Uh, my father got a teaching job. He was a college professor until he retired and it was down here in DeKalb County. Uh, he was an automotive mechanics instructor, uh, again, on the college level at a tech school. So what that brought my parents and I and my younger sister South. So my entire family, grandparents, cousins, everybody's in Michigan. So that has always, I've identified with that as home, mm -hmm. but I've been down here a long time. I did middle school, high school, college here in the South in Georgia. I went to the University of Georgia and that's where my degree is from. I did move away for 10 years. I got a job as a project manager for a large development firm and that took me to Florida and I was down there developing land subdivisions. There was a big land boom wow. back in the early 2000s. Uh, we all know what happened in 07, 08 with the big recession and mm -hmm. that really changed things but that was also the time I was ready to start having children. So it was also a nice pause. Perfect. So at that point I was ready to come back on a completely separate note, uh, and what I think is interesting, along with doing the interior design, the project management, the construction, I also owned and ran a, a dance academy Ooh. in Florida for almost 10 years. So, what kind of dance? Well, I'm like trained in everything, mm -hmm. yes. Um, I'm, believe it or not, uh, hip-hop is my specialty. I can yeah. believe it. <laughs> Um, I love ballet, uh -huh. uh, but it's it was not, I don't know if my body's not built for it. Um, 
I, I know ballet makes you the strongest dancer that you can be, but jazz, hip hop, contemporary, that was definitely all my forte. So I would work as an interior designer during the day and I would run the studio, teach classes at night. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. But anyways, when the recession hit and it was time to slow things down uh, and I'd gotten pregnant, uh, I sold the studio and moved back here to Georgia, but I can't sit still. <laughs> when you have that entrepreneurial brain, I immediately away. partnered up with a dear friend who we are still partners in the interior design firm today. This is back in 2008, and that's when Status was born. Wow. So she is a very, one of the most talented interior designers I've ever met. She was coming from a large firm in Atlanta. They had 50 interior designers, 40 or 50 interior designers, but because of the recession, they had scaled back. And she was also pregnant. Mm. So we partnered up, and I said, well, I have this skill set. And she had this skill, and they just married together really well, and, and the first status business was born. Wow. So, yeah. So you said you went to UGA, and you, you had children. So obviously, um, maybe you were, where did you meet your first husband? Oh, yes. Uh, so Brian and I, we've actually known each other since the fourth grade. Fourth we grade. Yes, which is so when I moved Michigan? here. No, oh, okay. I moved here in 1985, moved to Gwinnett County in 86. So I entered the end of elementary school here, and we were in the same class. Aww. So we were friends. We our, our parents were friends. Our younger sister actually, sisters, played travel softball together. I've known him. We kind of ran in the same circle, went to a big high school. So to be in a clique, mm -hmm. you know, you, you kind of find your people. Um, but we were always friends and we're friends to this day. You know, our marriage didn't work out, but I feel like because we were friends, mm -hmm. you know, we just, I don't know. Um, and you know, divorce is hard. And I will say, I will point everybody back to status life with Lita. I was asked many, many, many times. You have to talk about this. You have the most cordial divorce. You and Brian are always together. Your kids even say, well, my parents are best friends. How wow. does that work as a divorce couple? So without unpacking too much here, I did a whole, I think I did a whole series. On blended families? Yes, on how to do it correctly, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion, because I, I am divorced. Um, but we remain cordial, and, and I even brought in an adult who her parents had been divorced as kids. So so she was speaking from, I was the child of divorce, mm -hmm. and I'm speaking from, I'm parent. a divorced right. parent. So we, we kind of took different angles and unpacked all that. So. And you have two beautiful children, I do, right? mm -hmm. I do. And I'm remarried, yes. yes, and that's a whole other part Very of my recently. career, too. I got married in August, and wonderful, was not looking for Derek, and tell, he would tell say the, the same. I will, so I will. It is sweet. So I uh, was happy happy single I had a cute little house and some cats and I was raising my kids and I had my retail store just busy lots of friends I'm, I'm definitely an extrovert I don't know if you can grasp that from my personality <laughs> just from the way I talk but I just I, I was very very content in my life and sometimes I think that's when love finds you when you're not looking for it I was not dating I was not online dating not there's anything wrong with it it just wasn't for me and I just thought when my kids are grown and gone I'll live in my sweet little house here and I'll just have my cats and and that's just going to be the way life is and my girlfriend said hey 
let's play hooky on Friday and let's go to this PGA tournament that was happening. And I thought there's no playing hooky for me when you're a single mom and you're trying to make ends meet and you own your own business, you're an entrepreneur, you don't take days off. Mm -hmm. You're working when they're in school, you're working maybe a Saturday when they're at home, but not a Friday. And I said, let me see how much work I get done. Well, the stars aligned. Friday was a gorgeous day here in Atlanta. It was April, specifically April 13th. And I texted her that morning. I said, you know what? I can do it. Nice. I, uh, Gabriel has a test. As soon as it's over, I'll check him out and let's go. Let's go to this tournament. Derek said the same thing. Derek's an attorney here in Atlanta, uh, the law office of Derek Hayes, and never takes off work, never gets home before 10 o'clock at night, just a workaholic, same entrepreneur, you know, has his own law practice, very demanding. He also took the day off of work and was at the same tournament and the friends that I had sort of been grouped with, Mm -hmm. friends that my friend knew, were his friends. And so we ended up in the same place. We were introduced and it was it was very casual, but we found each other the whole week. I ended up going back on Saturday Mm because I had such a good time Friday, but we just gravitated towards each other. We we would sit by each other, we would talk, and at Mm -hmm. the end of the weekend he asked for my number and Almost five years later, we were married. Oh. So, yeah, it was very adult. You know, he wasn't dating. He had been single a lot longer than I had. He's, he's 10 years older than I am. But it was, it was very sweet, and it was meant to be. And what so. a gorgeous setting and at beautiful Lake story. Yes. Yeah. Oh, at where we met. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say we got well, married also, at Lake yeah, Lanier. Your, your wedding yes. was gorgeous, well, too. I admired you. your photos on Facebook. Oh, thank you, thank you. It was wonderful. I'd like to jump back um, for our listener base. Is a lot of young professionals okay. that are starting the journey to entrepreneurship and looking to become leaders of their own. Talk a little bit about some challenges that you experienced when launching your business and kind of navigating uh, the road to success before you were fully flying. Absolutely. This is something I have a degree in art and a minor in interior design. And that just happened because I entered the interior design program as a junior at the University of Georgia. It's a four year accredited program. So you're supposed to enter as a freshman. But that wasn't my journey. I had some other majors. What I'm saying is, there's no business classes in there. So everything that I learned, here I am owning a massive business. And there's What's a PL sheet? What's right. a, you know, what are, uh, what am I supposed to file with what organization mm-hmm. and what license am I supposed to have? I mean, these are, this was knowledge that I absolutely had to learn as I went. And looking back, I wish I hadn't. I wish I had done some classes and not necessarily even college classes, but maybe it's the way that I learn. Not, I don't want to just take a webinar. And, and yeah. I do that for different, for social media and the marketing trends. And this is what we're doing with our reels. And that's all well and good. But when it comes to running a business, there is so much either college education or continuing education. Mm-hmm. I wish that I had gone and even a week course, teach me QuickBooks, yes. teach me the accounting, teach me what is really because I learned it all as I went and it was much, much, much harder. So if I could give any advice, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, that basically means you are going to own your own business. So let's say you make jewelry. I'm just gonna pick something that could start as Mm -hmm. relatively small. You may have all the talent in the world. I may be the most talented interior designer because I can visualize a room. But I've got to order your furniture, I've got to invoice you, I've got to pay the sales tax on it. I I mean, there are so many business decisions that come with putting that room together. The same thing a jewelry maker, where are you going to order it from? How do you do the wholesale? Are you tax exempt? 
you have to file taxes on that. You have mm-hmm. to, I mean, there's a million little details that go into what the trade is. Um, I mean, you can even bigger than that. Let's say you're a, an accounting company or, I mean, there are so many things. You may know what your skill is, but you may know, know how to run it as a business. Right. Um, I can speak to Derek. He's an attorney and he is at the top of his game as an attorney. He's probably, you know, the top attorney in the state of Georgia. But that also makes him a business owner. So he's doing his own books and he has to do his own marketing. And that is not his skill set. So what do you farm out? What do you get an education on? What does he take seminars on? So for anyone listening, I would say education, education, education. No matter where you get it, the I'll figure it out as I go. That's a great mentality. And sometimes for us entrepreneurs, we, we want that immediate gratification we want to just get up and running but that can hurt you later in a in a big big way I too um, have experienced that little that challenge just mentioning QuickBooks Um, you know it's all all well and good in your mind but then when you talk about um, okay now I have to account for all of these dollars I have to ensure that I put X amount aside for taxes invoicing all those things it was a challenge that also was new to me and I also had to seek some online assistance so I agree with you in that regard um, you had you built a team at status yes. and you managed them well but they were all kind of their own entities under one roof like everybody had a booth right right yep that so was one of the LLCs was a vendor mall the that vendor was mall. under yeah. that big umbrella yes so talk a little bit about what um, qualities make a good leader and how you successfully led your team okay well, this part I love um, so there there are two different there are two different parts to being a leader that were under my LLC. So when status, it was, it was originally called status home design. That was the name of the big store. And I had 70 merchants or vendors that rented space. I, we call it like an antique mall, but antiques weren't selling at the time. This was very upscale. This Mm -hmm. was very beautiful home decor that, you know, we really tried, you know, it wasn't a flea market. I mean, this was a, I'm an interior designer. So this was a very upscale store, very classy store. But then I also built my team of employees because the size of that store warranted a big team. So I had the employee team and I had all the vendors as a team. And those teams had to work together very, very simultaneously. The vendors could be very challenging. I mean, you have 70 individual personalities and some of that 70 was times two because a lot of this would be a mother-daughter pairing Mm -hmm. as as a booth, husband and wife. it's not always one person, right? If it's a wife, her husband's going to come in and help her unload the furniture or her son or, you know, and so basically it was 140. Yes. Instead of 70. And what I found, and it, it does come somewhat natural for me. And I, I do feel like that is, is a God given gift. You know, I, I can lead it it may be as a personality trait mm-hmm. and then you find the skill set to back that up right i didn't we talked about the continuing education i would read books how to be a good leader listen to a podcast i mean there are there are real tangible things out there that make a good leader what i found is let's just talk about the side of the vendors because i've got 140 people all looking at me to make sure things are running smoothly, to make sure I'm doing enough marketing, to make sure the accounting is right, to put out fires, so to speak. And what I found more than anything is 
they want you to be accountable. They want answers. If they send you an email, if they send a text, if they're at the front counter and they have a problem, they just want you to know that they have been heard. They don't want to, I'll get back to you and, and you never circle back. These are people that are relying, they are paying to be in my store. They want to be there. They are giving me their hard earned money. I have to lead them. I have to answer their questions. I have to put on the events to bring extra customers in the store. With that comes a tremendous amount of stress. Tremendous. Because their sales are based on my performance. Mm. And that's how it feels. Now, their sales are ultimately based on their merchandise. Mm -hmm. I can't control. I mean, I have guidelines of what you can bring in. Right. And that is the quality control that the store has, which right. is also on me, ultimately. Right. And like ultimately, said, it all falls on me. If an employee makes a mistake, ultimately, it falls on me. And so that's a different way of leading when you're leading your team. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But leading the vendors, they want emails. They want correspondence. Mm -hmm. They want to know that you are in charge. They want to know that they want to see your face. Um, I would get, oh, I haven't seen you that much. Like, well, you come in the afternoon and I'm here in the morning. Okay. You know, there are things like they, but they want you as the leader to be present in the store. That way they know that you are in control. Mm -hmm. And ultimately when they've made a decision, because there's a lot of other stores out there that they could be giving their hard earned money, but they chose mine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest trait. I see a lot right now, um, friends and, and some charities and some businesses and, and I've, I'm doing a lot of business consulting right now since I had that 10 month pause I've had some retail stores come in and say yours was so successful can you work with me but the biggest thing is they'll say well this is my boutique and this is my manager I'm going to work on this venture over here mm. I get that because I did it too I opened another store that's not it ultimately it is going to suffer and that manager is not you when you build a business you are the face of that business yes. you may see entrepreneurs on their yachts and doing this and oh I only work this amount of okay that may be a big 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 established business mm -hmm. or some big established company like I'm not Google okay I'm status Elon home design <laughs> right and when I but he's still the face right he is still the face no matter where he is he stays present and that is more than anything what you have to do you cannot think i'm going to build this then it's going to run and i'm going to walk away and go do this other venture i just don't think it's going to be as successful i would agree with you 100 percent. for those of you just joining us on celebrating powerhouse women today my guest is lita brooks hayes and we are going to have a word from our sponsors and when we come back we're going to talk about managing stress awesome NEMA is a full-service logistics company that provides trucking, warehousing, and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry. They offer a full line of services, including delivery within the 48 contiguous states, Canada and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, marketing or human resources, 
Our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at GetSourced.com. All right, and welcome back, folks. For those of you joining us, uh, again, my guest is Lita Brooks-Hayes, and we are in studio here on Celebrating Powerhouse Women. And before the break, we were talking about leadership and managing business, and now I'd like to dive into managing stress. Lita, you always um, present yourself in such a polished manner, and you're always so perky, and I know how much you do. So my question is, how do you juggle all the balls that you have to in life, business, and then also personally, and how do you maintain the balance? Well, the balance, the big ultimate question, right, that we all want to know. Uh, and I say women because this is a women's show and, and I'm a female business owner. So this really came full circle for me. And 10 months ago, if you had asked me this, I would say, oh, <laughs> I just I handle stress so well. And I really, truly thought I did. I thought that. I worked better under pressure and there is an element of that I still really feel like when I have a deadline it, it tends to make any of us hustle there is a good amount of healthy stress but what healthy stress had turned into me was I was building this huge platform in this huge status brand mm -hmm. so status life with Lita was a blog I wasn't doing anything with status life with Lita was also a podcast that I was doing a lot with status design studio my interior design firm Shops at Status uh, was what I rebranded. We talked about Status mm -hmm. Home Design. And Status Home Design lived. And then I opened the Status Market. Was mm -hmm. a whole, look how many, I mean, that's a whole lot of status that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> how does one person who was also a single mom going through this, yes, I was engaged in a relationship, but I was a single mom. We didn't live together. And then he proposed. So now I'm planning a wedding. So add all these entities, right? My hands are up in the air and I'm going, <laughs> these are all these little balls in mm -hmm. the air. And what I ended up realizing was there was no balance. And so that's probably not you want to go, how did you find it? You know what? I have a lot of entrepreneurial friends and the balance is the absolute positive hardest part. Because if you're giving a lot to your career, chances are you're feeling that mommy guilt. Mm -hmm. And I've got a lot of mommy friends mm -hmm. that would say, I just wish I could work or I wish I could have something for me, but it's all about my kids right now. So I will say the guilt for us women does play in a ton to where we're going to spend our time. And we always think we're going to have that balance. We're going to find it. I'm going to get this project done and, I, and then I'll find balance. And it truly it, it doesn't work. But when you're in it, you cannot understand that. It, it truly took for me to close the big store. And I did not want to do that. Let me just put a little caveat because we've been talking a lot about how I manage those vendors and, and the big platform that was 10 months ago. I was in a retail shopping center and it was time to resign the lease. The lease had uh, expired. I had been a year expired and just going month to month, but I wasn't protected that way. The landlord wasn't protected. So I started negotiating and they more than doubled my rent. And that's a, you know, I, I say me, that's a status, you know, I know what the numbers are yeah. and the business couldn't afford it. We would have started every month in the red mm. and then you're just chasing customers. Yeah. And I didn't want that. I, I knew where we were and I knew, you know, you expect a four in retail, you expect 4% growth each year. You've had a good year if you've got 4% growth in retail. And we had hit that mark every year. 
the year after COVID, we actually had a 25% wow. because everybody had been cooped up. You would think it would be a loss, but they flooded status as soon as the doors opened. I mean, it flooded and that, that was amazing. But I also, I would say to my team as a leader, we would have, you know, meetings. These are ebbs and flows. This is not going to remain. We are at the top right now. Sales are killing it. Everybody's bored and they've been staring at their walls and we are open. All they want is florals or a new mirror or, you know, we can't even keep merchandise in. Again, ebbs and flows. But you have to realize that if you're at the top of your game with your company, chances are you're not going to stay there. It's a really, really hard thing. It's not attainable to think there is growth, but then there's 4% to 25% is right. what I'm saying, right? You want to always continue to grow. You're not in business, but you want to go 4% to 8%, you know, yeah. to 12%. 4 to 25 was huge. Okay, so so backing up just a hair back to balance, um, I just knew. I knew that the doubling, even if I was 100% full of vendors, I knew the numbers. And I knew that chasing customers, having a slow day, having a rainy day, having the second quarter, which is not your best quarter in retail. I mean, I would just be not able to sleep at night if, if the numbers were and where they were. And that was extremely painful to, I, I personally called everybody on my staff and then I sent, you know, an email to all the vendors. And I mean, it was grueling mm -hmm. to have to close this. I had put seven years of blood, sweat and tears and it came down to a financial decision. But ultimately, Ultimately, I knew on the other side of it that taking this big monstrosity of a business off of my plate would give me more balance. It's naive to think it wouldn't, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I, this, I had a 45-minute commute and a business that was open seven days a week. And I had 12 people on my staff and 70 vendors and a big rent, big mm -hmm. power bills. All of that gone, what would my life look like? And I had a smaller store and I thought, well, I'll look for another big store and I'll just focus on my small boutique store. And that's the one we had no idea. I mean, you, no one has the crystal ball that two months after I closed the big store, the small store got hit by lightning, which caused what a fire. Freak accident. Freak accident. Freak accident. Yes. Um, but the smoke damage, it took it all. Mm. So now balance. Um, I talked a lot in the beginning about business burnout. I have done a, a whole series about business pivoting, business burnout. I've brought in experts. That's all on Status Life with Lita. It was the end of season two when all this was changing. Mm -hmm. And it was a nice pause for me to take the summer, focus on my kids. We did the summer of yes, where I said yes to anything that they wanted. No way. Because I had anything? been so engrossed in my business. And I. it's not that they were ever neglected. I mean, I did everything in my power to make a good schedule to always have a nanny you know I didn't want to do the daycare route that just wasn't for me but I wasn't very present with them mm. right I was on my phone a lot or I was up late at night checking emails Computer. which made them late for school I mean there you have to you know when you're an entrepreneur these things have to get done mm -hmm. um when do I, you have time to vlog like that's why I, that's why I didn't yeah. that's why it existed but I didn't I didn't have time. Writing takes a tremendous mm -hmm. amount of time. It can take an entire day just yeah. to get one blog post done. And I, I didn't have those days. You know, my plate was so full that there was no balance. Mm -hmm. And so stripping it all away between the fire and then closing the other status and taking the summer of yes. And they didn't ask for anything that wasn't within reason. I, was I mean, say. no, they would say <laughs> Disney. 
we did Universal. Okay. And we did Universal last February. So I closed the store. Valentine's Day was the last day that Status was open to customers. And their winter break was that following weekend. And I was... I was a ball of emotion. I was crying like crazy. I mean, I, I was in, in depression. Mm. I mean, this was not an easy, easy process. And I can be very real about that. I had a friend mentoring me. She had closed a retail store years ago. Um, and and had I, she was on the horn whenever I needed her to be on the phone. And she said, if you don't cry 50 more times throughout this process, it didn't mean anything to you. Huh. And so when the emotions would rise and the do you know to this day all the people in the community when I finally made the public announcement I've never been able to read those messages because they were so heartfelt and it hurt and I was too depressed about what I was losing even though I knew there was a silver lining Mm -hmm. it still it still was really really hard Mm -hmm. and I've never gone to the Facebook page and read and I just I it just because because I loved it because I was disappointing the vendors and the staff and the community as a whole. So I think that's very real to talk about when, you know, when you build something and you put everything you have into it. Let's go back to the balance. The summer of yes, we ended up, so I closed it on February 14th. On a whim, it was midnight on a Thursday night. Their fall break or their winter break started on Friday morning. I packed their suitcases. They had no idea. Mm -hmm. Booked a hotel at midnight, and we left at 9 in the morning, and I just took them to Universal. Just the kids. Just us. Derek didn't even go. I just, I needed to get out of town. I needed to be with them. I needed to love on them. Mm -hmm. We needed to laugh. And I, I... just stayed off social media, let the messages roll in, and I just went and rode roller coasters mm-hmm. for yeah, three days. Literally. <laughs> literally. And it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that just translated to me oh, just that. giving them the whole summer mm-hmm. and focusing on the wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. That was all happening yeah. at the same time. So I love the, the summer of yes. The, it That's was so the summer. We've podcasted yeah. about uh-huh. that, too. So these things I'm touching on lightly. I mean, you can unpack, you know, what all this really meant and a lot more of the stories. And, and, and for anyone listening who's an entrepreneur that's toying maybe your business isn't working maybe the numbers aren't there maybe you need the balance that I have found now and I definitely want to make sure we touch on that because I'm telling you I I didn't have it Mm -hmm. my my resume was too big I had too many things all those status businesses I was in charge of all of them and some of them had managers but they're still not the owner right you know, it was just a, a, and I thought, I'm building a brand, I'm building a brand, I'm building this, I'm going to be an influencer, I'm not, like, I, you know, I'm, all the time I've known you, I don't think I've ever caught the story of how you came up with the name or the brand status. Like, okay. What, what is that? So that was, I call them these think tank meetings, mm-hmm. right? Those brainstorming meetings. And my friend, Nicole, that I told you back in 2008, um, she had come from this large firm and we would meet, uh, she lives in Smyrna, so we would meet at Premier Mall, and we were both pregnant, so we would have our big bellies, and we would go and meet for lunch mm-hmm. once a week, and each of us were coming up with words, right? We have all these buzzwords and logos and colors, and, and really that's the way, you know, branding can really come about. Right. And we played with it, you know, design studio and status and lux and elite, and we, we had all these great words that we felt like were very interior design adjectives and we just started narrowing and narrowing and looking and and what's available with the secretary of state and Mm -hmm. what really you know sits with us and we felt like it was status Mm -hmm. status the status I I have status I want to hire an interior designer 
coincidentally, that word has taken a whole new meaning because now that I have rebranded many times, many more logos, I mean, everything, you know, every four or five years, you every business goes through mm-hmm. a rebranding. Status now is very interesting because my platform as Status Life would lead to the first question is, what's the status of your life, Okay. What's the status of your home? What's the status of your marriage? What's the status of your career? Start with asking yourself that question and then unpack, how can I help you? Hmm. Do you want design advice? Do you want some of this business advice? Do you want me to tell you how I didn't have balance and now I do? It doesn't matter what you're looking for. Um, That's the platform that I have built on a word that had a whole different meaning Meaning, back in 2008. It's transformative. It absolutely is. Yes. So I'm going to ask you, Lita, what is the status of your life right now? Right now is more balanced than it has ever been. And we don't have enough time to talk about what I went through. I talked about touching on the depression in closing a store that I had built. And, and that was a situational. I, I don't suffer from depression, but you can absolutely have grief and a situational yes, depression absolutely. from losing something you love. Absolutely. Um, and I went through that. And again, I, I was very open about it on the end of season two. So to dig in more, but moving on now, it's been 10 months burnout and healing from that. It is not overnight. And I, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm such an entrepreneur. When you close one thing, you've got to jump into the next. No, I couldn't even make myself start blogging. I couldn't. I just couldn't. I had to take a break from the podcast. Like, I just couldn't get back into it. And that's what the burnout meant. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I was. So jump all the way forward. The blog is almost done. I've had so much fun with it. I'm loving season three of the podcast. I think I've got more energy. Mm -hmm. I'm more focused. I'm in it. I'm loving this. Refreshed. Very refreshed. Uh Had the wedding. Kids are doing better. We're getting ready to renovate our home. It's like everything is finely balanced and because I was able to strip everything away and only add the pieces that had meaning and I said the word value earlier Mm -hmm. so I have taken a position with Derek's law firm I am now his director of marketing which I absolutely love I'm good at social media and he had that position in his firm that was lacking Mm -hmm. and what I have found is I love going to his office I don't go every day I can do social media every day But I love putting on the blazer, Mm -hmm. and I love being in an office setting, and I love being around his paralegals, and it just, I love being near him Mm -hmm. in a work capacity, and that feels very balanced, because he works a lot, so for me to see him, I need to go to him. We went to a networking party last night, you know, and I'm handing out cards Uh as of my blog, and for the law office of Derek Hayes, so... That feels balanced, right? It's just enough to help him and be close to him and yet still have my platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Still home every day when the kids get off the bus. Um, I joined a gym. I've added that back in. It's like these- Fitness? No, no. (laughs) I go to a place near Athens, which is closer to where we live. I forgot you live all the way up there. We do. We do. We we live live in the country, Mm -hmm. close to Athens, which we love. Beautiful. But all these little things that I'm telling you, I I had given up running an exercise because there was no time. Mm -hmm. You know, I um, had given up 
uh, friends and friendships. There was no time to sit and have lunch with people. I probably would have said no to Mm -hmm. being invited on this podcast because there was no time. Mm -hmm. And time ultimately really is what balance is all about. Is there enough time? I had quit cooking. I forgot how to cook. (laughs) It took a minute it to took months and yeah. but where my kids were like okay mom it's thank good. you this yeah. is uh, thank you you know if you when you're heating up stuff that's not yeah. going and paying attention to what they're eating mm-hmm. and I've been getting up and cooking eggs and bacon every morning and yeah. I haven't done that in years yeah. it's time mm-hmm. when you're trying to get ready for work and it, it's just and I'm not taking away from the working mom I'm still working mm-hmm. I did open up a retail uh, I am now a vendor in a store like mine. Cool. So it's in Monroe. Yeah. Uh, it's the status market. Uh-huh. So I took my big store and just scaled it back. So I get to play with the retail. I still get to shop. I still get to pick and travel and do all the antiquing that I love. And I have an outlet to sell it. But I don't have a big staff. I don't have these big Overhead. bills. I don't yeah. have the $10,000 a plus month rent like all this massive stuff that was all stress yeah I scaled all of it back and some of it came to me in the way of a fire Mm -hmm. and some of it came in the way of a landlord raising a rent and all these decisions you know I know that you're a faithful person very faithful Um, and that's kind of where I want to go with this can I can I can I tell you how all this came about so in seven years I never prayed for finances I never prayed for customers. It's not where my prayer came from. My prayer was open the doors that need to be opened and close the doors that need to be closed. That was it. Very simple. If this is the route I'm supposed to take, keep it going. And for seven years, that was the path. And, And my podcast came about. So that door was opened. And ultimately, when it when we got that lease in the mail and it was, you know, way too expensive that the business could afford that door was closed Mm. and even though it was hard I knew it was necessary and the fire that that was closed act of God just by a lightning strike caught the gas line and and caught up under the crawl space and as much as I grieved and was very devastated when I lost the big store I never once cried when we lost the small store Mm. because I felt like it was God it was you open these doors and because I kept saying if I'm supposed to open another big store show me where I'm supposed to go open that door and it never opened and right now it's not opened Mm -hmm. but this place in Monroe opened and I'm having more fun I get to play with it I get to see what my sales are every night I get to take more furniture Derek gets to go with me on the weekends it's more fun but for me it it's more balance and I did pray for balance mm-hmm. Lord you know help me help me find the time help me stretch time who need to stretch time There's like never you shouldn't, time. Right, right right but that's where it all came from and so that really goes full circle to um, I didn't have any balance and prayed those prayers and made the decisions that I made mm-hmm. and it took me 10 months to do a lot of healing and a lot of soul searching and I've added the things in my life uh, to give me more time with my family to be in the kitchen more, to be at Derek's office more, to still play with retail, mm-hmm. and to blog. Yeah. Um, but I have to I have to tell you one more thing. So opening doors and closing doors, I was asked to speak at a women's conference. Mm-hmm. So my first speaking gig wow. was Friday night, and there was 400 women in the room. Where was and it at? It was at Greystone Church. Mm-hmm. It was a women's conference at Greystone Church. But I didn't speak to religion. I was asked to speak and teach the 2023, which is what year we're in. Uh I don't, you know, I hate to put those numbers on a podcast Mm because I know this will live forever. Uh, But 
2023 design trends. So I was in my lane, yeah. right? And I worked incredibly hard and I put a presentation and I had all these slides and, and it went great, wonderful. But at the end of it, I told, it was specifically 360 women, I told all 360 women if they had a problem spot in their house, they could take a picture of it and they could email me and I would give them my best design advice. Wow. And do you know I woke up the next morning? 360 emails. A lot, <laughs> a lot. My email box was full. It, and I'm working them every uh -huh. day. I try to answer a few. And it, But that's the status. Wow. That's what I want to do. That's It's my God-given gift mm -hmm. of the vision and to have this voice and to have this platform. And I... It, if they have a trouble spot in their home, I wanna I wanna give back, right? That's so sweet. That's the that's the fun part. You are definitely being generous with your time, treasures, and talents, as Thank my friend you. Randy Brunson would say. Lita, as we come to um, a close here, I do just want to give you a moment to give our listeners a final thought or some words of wisdom before we say bye bye. Okay, absolutely. The final thought, I love the word edit, and I use the word edit a lot when I'm talking design trends. It was a big part of my speech the other night, edit, edit, and you have to have that edit when you're looking at your house. If you want to see the speech and the 2023 design trends, it's up at uh, graystonechurch.org under Status Life with Lita. That is not what I want to leave everyone with my final thought. When I'm saying edit, because we talked a lot about balance, and I touched on business burnout, and I touched on all the entrepreneurial things that I have and have had edit means you really have to look at your life and you have to say what what is this bringing me is this bringing me financial goals is this getting me future further to the big goal and what happened to me was I got so caught up in all of it and I thought it was all going to this big status platform that I had too many irons in the fire and I couldn't focus on just one thing. I couldn't be the mom I wanted to be and I couldn't be the business owner that I wanted to be and I couldn't be the podcaster that I wanted to be. I was giving everything my time but none of it my focus. Had I had a stronger edit of my life, um, had I asked myself, and, and I could say what's the status of my life? Chaos, <laughs> which is where I don't want it to be. Right. And I had to get silent and I had to make some really, really hard decisions that were gut wrenching. And people don't always want to do hard things. You know, they don't want to tell their boss they want to raise or they don't want to tell them they want less hours. Like people are afraid to do these things. Um, but that's the edit. You have to look at what's not serving you. Where are you spending too much time that's not adding value? Mm. And that's my best advice however you can do that even if it's hard you know use me and as an example and my story I will put it all out there I walked through these hard things and I'm happier and I'm more balanced and I'm a better mom and a better wife and a better entrepreneur than I've ever been well, congratulations, Thank Lita. You. I'm so excited that our listeners got to hear your story. And Lita has actually a more extensive journey we didn't even get into about your service and um, your personal, um, what what would we call it, sacrifice for others. And again, there's a lot. Wherever you the guys, kidney. Yes, yes. that's what I was talking I about. I mean, they're, they're yes. Um, yes. Wherever you guys find your podcast, do be sure to check out Status mm. Life with Lita. And again, that's L-E-T-A. And while you're there subscribing, please subscribe to Celebrating Power house women if you enjoy these stories of influential women in our community please hit that five star we always love hearing back from you these shows are available 24 7 online at businessradiox.com and we 
our live every Friday at 11.30 a.m. I want to thank our guest, Ms. Lita Brooks-Hayes, and our producer, Mike, today. We will be back next Friday. I'm your host, Amanda Pierch-Marmalejo, and this is Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.